What's up, everyone? It's Gavin or Tweak. I mean, my bad, my bad. It's uh, what's good, y'all? It's Marcus or Pink. What's good? What's good? What's good? What up? What up? It's Charles or Chuck. That's terrible. Thank God our audio listeners don't need to see that. What's going on, everyone? It's Matter Has. If you haven't noticed, we're down a man this week. Tweak's gonna be taking the week off. Uh, he's been working really hard recently, and you know everyone's got to take a break. Our captain's been uh. Very consistent with the show. He needed the week off, so we're going to go without him. We hope we don't screw it up too bad, so here we go. Uh, there is way too much to cover this week. Usually, so just behind like behind the scenes look for Tweak Talks is usually we all get in a call. Oh, yeah, let's talk about this tournament and that tournament. Sounds good. This week, it was like uh, Charlie from Always Sunny with the, the chalkboard in the background or with the dry eraser board in the background. You all know what I'm talking about? Nope. I knew Marcus didn't. Uh, the look on his face, he's like, no, classic. I'll send it to you later. He's in dad mode. Leave him alone, Charles. Uh, yeah, so there is way too much to talk about. We'll be doing a full world tour today, which is something we love about this game, Smash Ultimate. We start in the USA, talk about results from uh, Let's Make Moves Miami edition, uh, Luminosity, of course. And then uh, Japan had a couple of great tournaments with some very consistent results in that first place spot, especially. But the top eights were looking really strong and clean there. Plus, we had SkyJ as a special guest, a couple tournaments. And then EU, very, very big surprise winner at our French tournament this weekend. So I'm excited to get into it. But first, how's everyone doing? How you doing, Marcus? What's going on? Great job on the intro, by the way. You killed it. The second oh, time. Oh, thanks. You, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm... <laughs> Uh, the second time, that's crazy. The first time I <laughs> laughed and I didn't actually say what's up. I just, what's everyone? Like, what? What am I even talking about? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I've been good. Halloween was yesterday, so we went out uh, and it was, you know, my son's first Halloween. He was in this, like, little Tigger costume and I was Eeyore. Who would have guessed it? Yeah, I was Eeyore and... Yeah, we walked around. It was lit. He held his own little, you know, he's he's not even five. Well, no, he just turned five months the day before Halloween. So it's five months. He's just holding his little pail. Just, but he kept dropping it. So eventually we had to, we had to, yeah, I held it. But yeah, it was lit. It was nice. It was nice. Life's been good. How about you, Chuck? Uh, right now I am currently in Hawaii. So I'm helping my mom out with some stuff for her business. So I... I'm able to be here for about 10 days until I got to head over to Port Priority. So really excited for that tournament. And since I was here in Hawaii for Halloween, I got to go trick-or-treating with my <clears throat> with my nephew. And he dressed up as Steve, which is why I had the Steve mask. And it was, it was fun. He's like five years old. So he, he was running around being super energetic, trick-or-treating. So that was really dope. And then, yeah, I mean, we got to watch a ton of great Smash this weekend as well. So really looking forward to uh, getting into that. How was your Halloween, Hez? It was great, man. Uh, first Halloween at the new house, and my wife has always really wanted to have trick-or-treaters come by, and it never really happened at any of our old places. The roads were too busy or too out of the way. Um, but this year, we got like 10 or 12 groups of kids that came by and got to give out some candy. So my wife really enjoyed that, and I got to hold the dog so he didn't escape. So everyone won, uh, which is great. And <laughs> uh, also had an amazing weekend of Smash. I mean, we've been looking forward to these next two tournaments you know obviously uh let's make moves miami and then also uh port priority next weekend are just two i think we went into like a little bit of a lull for smash ultimate where everything was a little bit quiet and now we're finally getting back into the action uh and with that i think we could just jump into talking about miami i mean i watched most of the weekend um almost every single match that was on stream i don't know if you guys caught most of the tournament but it was uh it was a hell of a tournament is the way i'm gonna say it 
before we go into that, if you guys are enjoying the content, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, rate five stars on the podcast form or podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And we are going to do our Patreon bonus episode. The topic is there's been a bunch of new tech on Twitter. So we're going to go and going into a deep dive, breaking a lot of that stuff down. So really excited for the bonus content. If you guys do want to support the podcast, the best way you can do it is directly through our Patreon and we make sure to provide bonus content weekly. So it's a, it's a pretty worth deal. And yeah, let's get right into uh, Let's Make Moves Miami. Has All right. Uh, the way I want to do this one, because there's way too much to talk about with this tournament, with all the tournaments. So I think we'll call it a couple highlights from each tournament and we'll all just talk about it a little bit. So... I'll toss it to to Marcus first. What stood out? What player result stood out to you um, from Let's Make Moves Miami? Bro, there's just too many. Like, I feel like not even just play, like, the storylines. Like, I was losing my mind thinking about, like, this singular tournament, especially now that Cole is back. But I will not be talking about Cole. I think the thing that stood out to me the most was that this is i think shaddock's third top eight in a row um top eight at rising grind top eight at big house and top eight here right so they're top eight in a row uh top four this time which is you know it's funny when you get into top eight you actually recognize how big of a jump it is from seventh to fourth like that means you are at one of these events. That means you're beating some very, very, very highly ranked players in order to get those next few placements. So um, I think Shattuck beat Cola. And before to get into that, he beat Leo and then he beat Zomba, right? He beat Zomba yeah. for seventh. So, like, I mean, you're Leo, close. Zomba, Cola, that is, ah, uh, wasn't Zomba? In order. No, no, you were very close. You forgot one. It was Leo, 3 1, Riddles, 3 1, Zomba, then Cola. <laughs> So I mean, were, that's even really more close, impressive. Yeah. I know, oh, yeah. Oh, Leo's 13th. Sorry, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, that's even more impressive. And, you know, we've always known that one day it was going to come. I mean, didn't Shadow get ninth at, like, Super Smash Con? That was, like, the biggest tournament this year. Yeah. Um, what's up? With that, too, also, like, these are wins out before the Leo win. River Beating Rivers 3-1. Like, the, mm. the road to even get to Leo. Uh, losing to Spargo, 3-0. That'll happen. Uh, Tilde and Sinji too. Like these were, this is a, a bracket that was tough all the way through, and they were all three ones yeah. until Cola, which was a three zero, which is incredible. And then losing to the Buzz in a game five too. Uh, so close. That back game air, five, dude. yeah. Like, yep. I was like, ain't no way we about to make that comeback, and it started happening because making that comeback against the Buzz, especially, is one of those things yeah. where it's like it, it doesn't happen too often. And that back air landed, and I was like, oh my gosh, bro, just won. And then it was the sour hit, and I was like. All right, never mind. Well, I mean, maybe we get this like edge guard or something. Who knows? But it didn't pan out for him. But fourth place, I mean, that is really impressive. Um, he would have had to play Spargo, who 3 0 him in winners. So I would have liked to see maybe some adjustments that may have been made and see how that would have gone. Uh, but really impressive. I mean, he's been on a tear recently. Like, I feel like I don't I don't know what happened. Like, Nao came to America that one time and he was like, he did really well. And Shattuck was like, Hold on. Like, y'all need to remember who I am. Like, I was here first. Y'all need to chill yeah. out. Um, so, that was super, such, super sick. Nao and him have such a good, like, friendship rivalry thing going yeah. on, too, where they respect the hell out of each other and They're push each supportive. other to do better. So, yeah, mm-hmm. supportive is a great word for it. Speaking, mm-hmm. And Daddick, too. Shout out to the, the dad goat, one of the most Spay. supportive uh, parents we have. 
it's in Smash Ultimate. So yeah, I love love to see Shattuck do well. Super bright kid, uh, and he's been on the grind ever since he put his name out there to uh, the nation in the Smash Ultimate world. So yeah. I'm really happy to see his consistency. So Charles, what do you got? And it's so hard. There was so many great storylines. So for me, the what I, I I wanted to see Light do really well. Obviously, I'm a huge Fox fan. Light falling a little short to a very surprising matchup. Web JP was actually able to uh, take out Light, and it's just crazy too because this was a Watch the Throne qualifier. Congrats to Sonics for you know qualifying for Watch the Throne. Uh, but it was just crazy to me because a lot of people were bitching on Twitter saying like, oh yeah, Web's a waste of a vote in Splat and stuff like that. So I thought this tournament was really cool for Web because essentially just proving a lot of the haters wrong, he was able to take out a lot of great names and get a lot of great W's this tournament. And on top of that, he had an amazing set with Cola. I thought the set with, uh, I mean, Cola was able to still take it over Web, but still, it was still a really, really fun set. Man, and even like, there was some crazy moments of brilliance coming out from Web, and then there was like some moments, and this is going to happen with any sheet player where you're just some sometimes you're not dropping or you're dropping some up air stuff or dropping some of the combos, but it's just really cool to see a different style of sheik. I think a lot of us are used to watching maybe like the Japanese sheik players, right? When they bring out sheik or void, obviously in America, so it, it was really cool to see a different style of sheik, and I'm just. We're looking forward to this character being more relevant in the meta. I think a lot of us are Sheik believers, and this character is very hard to execute with in tournament. There's um, just a lot of you, you, your execution gets checked a lot with this character, and whether you think that's hard or not, obviously that's uh, subjective. But it's really cool to see a player go through a bracket and get really, really far with their execution getting checked so many times and just nailing it every single time, right? These combo orientated characters, especially like Sheik, there's different routes you can do. And Webb was just doing such a great job at getting the stocks at around 100%, which is like, if you're getting stocks around 100%, that's when she starts to get more on the broken side because like, okay, well, she's doing a lot of damage. She has very strong neutral. And then she gets these confirms at around like 80 to 100% either into tip or up air or like a lot of times Webb was just either comboing into drag down up air into like forward smash, or he would just catch certain jumps or reads in the corner with drag down up air into like a smash tech, like down smash or forward smash. And that stuff was just amazing to watch. So it was, I had a great time watching Sheik do really well this tournament, no matter the pilot, uh, it's just cool to see different styles of Sheik. And yeah. And then in terms of just another topic, I kind of want to talk about, I'm a little disappointed in, Light and Leo's performances. Um, I think the players that beat Light and Leo are obviously really good. They deserved it. I don't think it was anything where it's like, oh, they were just playing bad or something like that. It's just crazy how much better everyone else is getting at the game. And Leo even made a tweet. And this is why Leo's mentality is so goaded because I feel like a lot of people can be like, oh, well, it's easy to have the best mentality of the competitive scene when you're just winning everything or getting second at um, worse, right? But, you know, Leo is kind of in a slump right now. Obviously, that's no secret, but, but he still is remaining really positive and he just wants to improve at the game. And he gave everyone their flowers for, you know, them beating him. And it's not so much, I like, I feel like a lot of people are looking at the mentality of like, oh, Leo's just falling off. But I, I don't even think it's that. I think a lot of players are just getting really good at the game. And Leo now has to kind of play catch up. And that's completely fine. He acknowledges that. And he thinks that. All the players are just getting really good, especially these younger players that are on the come up. They're very talented. They're very good at the game. And he's just looking forward to improving on what he thinks he needs to improve on. And I'm looking forward to that journey of his improvement, especially coming up to Genesis 10, right? Because Genesis is like his tournament. Uh, He's pretty much won every single Genesis. The only player that's taken a Genesis over him was Mars. So 
Uh, I I'm looking forward to seeing players like Light and Leo kind of kick things back up, especially when we got Port Priority coming up, Genesis 10, or like the next year, early uh, 2024 coming up. Those tournaments are going to be amazing as well, especially Genesis 10. Really looking forward to that tournament. So. Yeah, those are like the things that stuck out for me. I mean, obviously, there's much, much more, and I know has 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 the best topics coming up. Yeah, uh, we were we're we're taking away as well. First off, I want to go back because WebJP, um, incredible run beating Goblin Light and Nao in order like that. That was the order. Then losing to Cola and Meister, who Cola was just on one that day. It is what it is. Hardly anyone in the world is going to be on one. I mean. That's just normal cola. Like we just forgot because he's been gone for a little bit. Well, yeah, that's true. But some, sometimes too, cola like his results weren't super consistent recently, and I think that's, that's a part of why he took a break. You know, so it was really happy. I was really, I think eh, the entire planet was happy to see cola come back and do well. Obviously, me especially, I was so happy to see him do well. I love watching Roy at a top level and all that good stuff. But uh, so Webb lost to Cola and Meister. Shout out to Meister for getting. Um, eighth or uh, top eight that's yeah. amazing i feel like meister now strangely lives in the shadow of uh mia and it's just like wait when did this happen you know everything kind of just happened to him uh very quickly so i'm happy to see meister do well too this is a very very competitive and tough top eight to make and then on another note like again there's just way too much talk about shout out to mutes for beating meister in that matchup like in top eight what the hell how does mutes beat these Game and Watch players and these cloud players with Peach, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I think Peach is as busted, not as busted as MK Leo thinks Peach is, but I think Peach is busted, obviously. <laughs> she has her clear losing matchups, and those are two of them. And somehow, some way, Mutace just keeps doing the damn thing. Shout out to me, been labbing like crazy. I, I love when players show how hard they're working to on, on social media and all that. So shout out to me, again, one of my favorite players. This this top eight, this, this top... 16 this top 32 was just so good and truly i think and i appreciate you guys for letting me take uh probably the best result that we had here was the return of cola and i think this was something that everyone was looking forward to very very much a lot of very good wins including one uh over zamba i think that was like the real point or actually the win over dominator who's who's a good player from florida by the way uh that went game five against cola so a little dangerous there but seeing cola win that or, or seeing the results of that and being able to keep going and beat Zamba. It's like, all right, Cola's ready to go. Like, let's, let's go. This is top eight Cola, at least if not better. Um, so beating Zamba was huge. And even, I love this talk about good mentality. Zamba, who's like currently fighting for one of the best players in the United States, trying to take number one spot, potentially number two spot, however you want to look at it. He lost to Cola. And then the little, like the new, uh, hey, an upset just happened. It was Cole over Zamba. Zamba quote retweeted it, and he wrote, "Not an upset" is all he wrote, which I thought was that was just awesome. Like that was really cool by Zamba, man. He's really kid's got a great personality, great mental, honestly, uh, for the game because it's not easy to take a loss like that and then just like make a joke immediately. Especially, I don't know, man. I feel like that's just really cool by Zamba. But huge win for Cola, and then he had to beat Web too. And Webb was playing on fire, like we already talked about. And that's a tough matchup, too, for Roy. Offstage is just dangerous. She can keep up in terms of speed. It's just wild. So I'm really happy Cola did well. Plus, Cola Spargo, even though he lost that set, all-time banger right there. That was an incredible, incredible set. How many times did they just forward smash each other? Like, just catch a landing? (laughs) Boom, forward set. Like, all day, dude. They were swinging. I love that shit. It was really good. And I think... Something I really missed about having Cola in the, the scene or having him at tournaments is the energy he brings. 
Um, you saw him in his chair, bro. There were times where he literally, there was one time where he thought something was going to kill. Was, I think it was a side B. He was like, like wiping his nose. And he, side B. Kill and he, mm-hmm. and he goes, and he, goes <laughs> and he like reacted. It was so funny. And him in Spargo too. Spargo, shout out to Spargo, obviously from winning the tournament uh, from losers over Sonics in a, a marathon of, of, of grand finals. Just applause to both of them for sure. Cause playing at that high of a level for that long, is so fucking hard considering the brackets they both had before that too were just was just ridiculous but spargo won it so shout out to him obviously first and foremost um and sonics as well obviously an incredible competitor but the thing with spargo is when he i don't know if our producer chris can pull this up for a video guys but when he won the tournament he was so tired dude he couldn't even like the the raw emotion <laughs> of this tournament between colas uh and uh let's just say and spargo and sonics honestly and everyone in between it was just so well charged and i'm so excited for port priority because most of these players are going to be a port and it, arguably a bigger tournament i think maybe factually not even it's arguably actually, it might factually yeah. be a bigger tournament because we have Definitely the, a harder so tournament. many international representatives coming through including a lot of players from japan which this is a good time i think to transition over to our japan segment of the podcast which is becoming <laughs> more and more of a thing that we need to do as time goes on just because it is what it is. That's where the meta is. That's where the best players in the world currently reside and play. So, guys, what do you think? You see any results that you like this weekend? Bro, before I talk yeah. about the results, did y'all see that tweet <laughs> with the with the Falco from Japan Matsunabe? Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the reason y'all don't understand our tier list is because the level of here is higher. LOL. <laughs> the LOL in parentheses would get me. Like, if, <laughs> if the LOL weren't there, then I would have been like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. But the, yeah. I feel like the LOL is like, ah, oh, like, like, uh, North America need not reply, right? Like, just stay out of this. Like, this is, uh, this is ramen, a fucking fake, right? It was insane, by the way. Robin's <laughs> quote tweet, he said the rest of us suck. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, yeah, I mean... I don't know. I feel like the Japan results were the the most interesting thing. I guess was uh, was Akola going Roy because uh, Mia's gone Steve before. Like I don't uh, Mia wins all the time. Like Akola wins all the time. Like anywhere outside of like top two may have been interesting, but for the most part, I mean Sky J did really well in Japan, which is cool. Um, what did he lose to Yoshidora and Dora Miki, I want to say? Um, which Minmin and Cineroar is unplayable. So the fact that that was even like remotely close was, I guess, astounding on his part. So I don't know. The results were cool, but it's like, it's one of those things like to be expected. Like before, if, if this podcast existed in like 2018, like super early 2019, would have been like, yeah, and Leia won another event. So y'all want to talk about the people after Leia or what? Like, <laughs> it's Leia. true. And Mia and Akola are reaching levels of consistency that are just ridiculous. And, and the thing I love about the Mia W, and, and you kind of spoiled it a little bit, is that he played Shutan and I think it was Grands where he played him. Yeah. And he went Steve and three stock Shutan. So it's like, all right, are we going to add another layer of consistency to Mia's gate? Because Game & Watch, again, a fantastic character in so many regards. Mia, best on the planet with him and does so well with him. But he does have his blind spots. Uh, and that is something that Steve can help with. So if Mia, I think 
to me, and, and Mia's obviously done this before, but I think to me, it is a statement to be like, look, I might be gunning for that number one spot. Like, you you know, me and Akola, like, we play all the time. A couple good wins here. Yeah, there we go. Shutan, too. I always love sh- seeing Shutan do well, man. Such a staple in the scene. Uh, but either way, man, I I love, we talked about, you know, these good rivalries and stuff, and we saw it with the Korins, uh, Nao, and Shattuck, of course. But now Mia and Akola, it's like, well, we're, number one and number two basically guaranteed now let's uh keep at it here how do we how do you get even better is the best game i've been watching the world start playing that steve a little more a little bit more maybe but what do you think chuck yeah i mean it's just most of the results were per usual of course sky j you know being added to the mix was very fun seeing uh me and akola go into different characters also very fun as well um so that was really cool and then of course we got we got some Ryu, we got some Fox, like it, it the, the character diversity. Man. Character diversity was fantastic at this tournament. You gotta love it, and especially in ter- in terms of the dynamic too. I feel like in twenty twenty four, we're going to see a lot more players outside of Japan travel to Japan. I think that's just the nature of rankings. It was very similar to what happened. If you guys don't know some like Smash history, a lot of players. I wouldn't. I would say, yeah, I guess kind of forced to travel to the U.S. If you wanted to get globally ranked, you kind of had to, right? Because the best players resided in the U.S. or at least North America, especially Leo being you know, Mexico. So it was a lot easier for him to go to American tournaments and or just any tournament in North America. So I think in 2024, we're going to see a shift because there is multiple factors going into this where the best players reside in Japan. And then it's not just one and two or one and three or what, like two of the top three players not only reside in Japan, but on top of that, they have a bunch of other players that have risen up into the top 20, 30, 40, 50, right? So that is just going to make the points more in their favor. And I completely think they deserve it. Now, remember, guys, if you're... If you're new to the scene and you're like, oh, my God, that's so unfair for Japan. Like Japan has had to deal with this for so long and they had to travel to North America and they're the ones that had to play in jet lag and stuff like that. So they've grinded a lot. And I'm so happy for that scene. They put so much work into the just into Smash in general, like the whole their whole community, even outside of the players, like the TOs, the commentators, right? Like the whole community has worked so hard. So I'm very happy for Japan. And I'm actually really excited because. I love traveling to Japan, so <laughs> that just gives me more excuses oh to go to Japan God. next year. So uh, hopefully we can have some some more trips to Japan. And I think the culture there is very fun. Um, you know, the just the country in general, the food is great. And then the Smash scene is so welcoming and great on top of that. Oh. So really looking forward to more players traveling to Japan if they want to be globally ranked. I think that makes the most sense. And then on, even on top of that with the Steve Van being announced too, right? So if, if there's... Tournaments in North America that are banning Steve, Akola is probably not going to go to it, right? So that's even more reason for Japanese players to stay in Japan, or at least like the two best players in Japan either have a like either main Steve or pocket Steve. So I think all those factors stacked on top of each other, we're just going to see a lot more players travel to Japan, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, like we said, I mean, Ultimate truly, truly is a global game in, in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And it's like Japan, they grinded for that view, right? Now that it's as simple as is the number one or number two players are in your region. People need to go there to play against them, right? Like it's that simple. Not that they won't obviously continue to travel and do well, but most of their, most of their time playing is going to be in Japan. So you want to beat them. Right. You got to go to them. And they, like you said, they grinded for that view, man. So speaking of that, I mean, they've just had, we're talking about the consistency of Japan. I mean, 
EU has been a pretty, let's say, recently has been solved, right? As a region, it's been so consistent. Gluto on top of the world, looking like that top five player we all love to see him be. However, let me tell you. All right, so we had a tournament. It's called Cora Cup this weekend. Couple players there: OJ, the Falcon, of course, Leon, Raflo, Gluto. You all had to bet before the tournament. Who do you think's winning that tournament? Any of those names? Any household names? Yeah. Well, you know what? You would have been wrong. Sorry, okay, man. Charles, you would have been wrong. All right. It's a Moroccan Smash player. His name's Rakior. Incredible Sora player. Comes out of, I don't want to say comes out of nowhere. That's disrespectful. Because obviously he's been grinding and playing for a long time in his own backyard. But incredible wins over all those players that I just listed. OJ, Leon, Rothlow, and Gluto times two. Incredible, incredible stuff. And he only lost two games. Thank you, Marcus. One game was to Leon and one game was to OJ. And I remember following this in real time. Someone was like, whoa, Asura beat Leon. That's insane. I'm like, that is pretty insane. Wow, I've never heard of this player before. That's wild. And at the end of the day, it's like, oh, by the way, he won the tournament in 6-0'd Gluto. Uh, <laughs> this podcast, we've always been... How do I phrase this? I was going to say Sora positive, but I was going to say Sora positive on the tier list, I think, is one thing. We've all very much yeah. agreed and, and believed in Sora. I'm worried that one of us didn't, aka me, and someone's going to clip that and figure out where I said he's not that good, actually. You just don't like Sora. I just don't. Yeah, but I can admit when a character's good, and he's clearly good. You know what I mean? Like, he just he just is. Um, I don't know how good exactly, but this was an, an exceptional demonstration by, by Reiki or there. So, Marcus, you got something to say? I know you got something. Go ahead. This is Pink Talks. Pink Talks. This just depends on who you ask, you know. Some people put them in top twenty. Some people put them in top ten. You know, I mean, some people put them in top forty. If you're asking me, it's easily in the top ten. But hey, I mean, it's what it is. Easily, easily. Not this again, man. I say it all the time. Like I, that, I feel like that's never. That's never. I just think he's ridiculous. Like he, his moves don't make sense. His hitboxes are too large and they last too long. He can combo off of anything from anywhere. Like. He has projectiles. His downfalls that getting off the ledge kind of sucks, and his double jumps really slow. Some some so some combos can kind of trap him into like jumping or fifty fifties. Like if Fox is up airing him, he pretty much has to air dodge. It's one of those things because if he tries to jump out of it, he'll get up aired and he can die off the top pretty early. But yeah, like he doesn't really have that many weaknesses, and his strengths are absolutely ridiculous. He can edge guard better than pretty much every character in the game. He does his moves just do too much damage like his nair one two three does like 18 or something like he do, i don't know like i just think he's very 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 good and i don't really think he has many losing matchups like he's very meta relevant uh the only problem is is that he does have a hard time with fox and diddy kong and those two are relevant if you want to be like the best in the world because you're gonna have to deal with light and now kaninabe but uh, and then Diddy Kong's pretty popular, but otherwise, like, I don't know. He does well against Steve. Does okay against Game of Watch. I've seen Kamehameha. Kamehameha switches to me brawler sometimes, but does very well against Game of Watch. Does well against, like, Snake. Beats Rob pretty badly. Like, every Rob is like, I hate this. Beats Wario. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's good. But, and yeah. I think we're getting to the point. This is something that's really interesting. We're probably going to talk about it more on the Patreon, but I think we're getting to the point where people are done with like fighting the basic things of the game, and they're really starting to dive deep into their characters. Like we kind of mentioned it earlier, like we saw some of the things Webb was doing on Cheek, and he's going to continue to learn to do new new things on Cheek because they're finding new stuff. Um, you saw Mute Ace; he's 
every day, day 18, my hands yeah. are broken. <laughs> Bro, but- he's like lost at sea, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, <laughs> no water. We just ran out of, ran out of rations. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like the turnip stuff, like they, people are saying he hit it in bracket like multiple times, you know, so people are really, really pushing the game. And I think Sora is one of those characters where the more Sora gets pushed, the more you're going to see the crazy crazy conversions and he's just like killing you off like you hit a shield and he hits you with like a rising nair or i mean he can actually do idj nair out of shield buffered but anyway uh that's more tech stuff what we're talking probably talking about later but yeah yeah i think uh i mean the the thing with sora is it's just do you believe in not exactly tasks but do you just believe in high execution characters right and i think this is where a lot of people will vary their thoughts on the tier list. That's why I just, when you have a different opinion on a tier list placement, I, I feel like most of the community understand the power levels of the character, but you, it really comes down to like, oh, do you think that the execution is worth, you, do you think the players can get to that execution level, right? And that's always just been a big debate in the Smash community in general. A lot of people are just like, oh, well, Sora can touch a death, but that's like task level stuff. But even, like Sora can just do really simple confirms. Like I know Larry had a tweet yesterday. It was like, name a better combo starter than Steve Nair. And like the only thing that I could really think of is maybe Steve up till, or Sora Nair, my bad. Sora Nair. Um, but the only thing I could think that could, might be a better combo starter than Sora Nair might be Steve Uptilt, but Sora Nair will work at any percent. Like you can be at 170, you get clipped by a Nair. It's Nair 1, Nair 2 in the up air, right? And having a confirm that works at practically any percent and at the earlier percents, you can go for crazy extensions or just get, you know, a lot of damage. It's just, it's very impressive. And Nair covers Sora all around, starts from up top, comes behind. Like, it, it it's very active. It's so strong. I I've, Even when Sora first came out, I was looking into the instant double jump combos, right, on fast fallers. Like, this character, I, I don't even think it's really, like, that task level. It is pretty difficult, and there's a lot of execution checks, but... You know, I, I've always thought the character was really good. One of the best up airs in the game. Incredible recovery in terms of distance. I, I do think people don't um, abuse Sora's recovery as much just because after the up B, Sora is very vulnerable, right? Like yeah. after the up B, Sora has the startup of side B and you can only go left and right. Yeah, Can't go any other direction other than left and right. So you can, for the most, I, I think people can still exploit Sora offstage a little bit harder. Um, and I think that's what we're going to see evolve as Sora becomes more meta relevant. But yeah, it, it just feels like the age old question of just like, oh, well, is simplicity better? Right. And I think as the game goes on, these characters with high ceilings, because th- that really Sora is a high ceiling character. Right. And um, there's other characters like Sheik or even Fox that have their they play so quick and they just have these higher ceilings. And we're seeing these high ceiling characters become more and more relevant. And you love to see it because it's really whenever what i like about smash so much is that this game it's so hard to play this game perfect and just trying to watch players achieve perfect play is just so cool to see and you just see it evolve week by week and that's what makes it really fun so i've always thought sora was a really strong and underrated character and even when i generally make my tier list i don't make my tier list based on like task level obviously like that's kind of troll like task banjo task link and stuff like that but um there's other options that aren't necessarily task banjo or task link that, you know, obviously you need like task execution level that is not human to execute these zero deaths. But there's other characters that you don't, it's hard, but it's not task level hard 
like Sora, like Sheik, right? Even like Diddy Kong, I would put it in there in terms of just like all the Z-drop aerial conversions that Tweak is able to do with the character and push that character really far. So I just love watching high ceiling characters get pushed to the max. And we're kind of getting to that point in the meta where these players are really deep diving into the characters and going doing these very specific conversions for specific characters. Even Void recently has been labbing a bunch of stuff for floaty characters um, on the Sheik. And usually Sheik can kind of struggle versus like the floaty zoner archetype right so uh that pushing your combo game to specific floatiness or fast fallness or weight um that your character might struggle against is we're seeing a lot of it come through and it's very exciting and i i honestly can't even wait to get into the patreon um segment just because we're going to be talking about some of the new tech that a lot of players have been finding out through twitter so really excited yeah, it's been cool. And with these characters like Sora, who are high skill, because we said that about a couple of characters now on the podcast, like Bayo, you know, she's a high skill. Bayo, and, yep, that's another one. Yeah. End of the end of the game type character, right? Ice climbers in, uh, obviously they're more polarizing for other reasons too. There's two, there's no fighter quite like ice climbers, obviously. But the thing with the end game characters is they show up and they make an appearance. And like you said, Charles, how does the meta react? What's the counterplay? How can I fight against this character better, even though... They have this crazy high offense, or they have this amazing recovery. They have X, Y, and Z, like all this ridiculous stuff. Like Ice Climbers has been pretty quiet recently, I would say. Um, there was a couple months on the podcast where we couldn't go more than a week or two without talking about if it wasn't straight up just Big D all the time, another Ice Climbers or two doing better. So I am curious to see where Sora will end up uh, as we progress on through the meta. But two wins on Gluto in EU, I think it's going to turn some heads. And I think it's going to be only positive for a while. And we'll see, though. Gluto is like, bro, we've seen him do well against Sonic. You know what I mean? He can figure out. That man can figure out anything. You know what I mean? I don't know what he's doing playing Smash Ultimate when he can figure out uh, how to solve World Hunger or something. You know, like, give this man a mission, he'll figure it out, as he's done with Wario so many times. So I'm, I'm curious to see what Gluto's going to come up with, too, in the retaliation, uh, which is also very important. And how, overall, what that means for Sora. I think Sora's obviously way more consistent and uh, more solid character than Ice Climbers. But at the same time, he does fall into that bucket like Sheik, you know, uh, or like, uh, I don't want to say Banjo, or like Bayo, right? Where it's like, we always <laughs> knew that these characters would be here in the end game at the, like, quote-unquote task level or the high execution level. But what does that mean, ultimately, at, at the end? Like, how practical is it to pull this stuff off? How are we going to see it develop? And like you guys said, the tech, where's the tech fit into all this? And before we get into our Patreon episode where we are talking about tech, we do need to talk about whoa, wait, priority. Wait, wait, wait. One more thing about Sora. I remember okay, okay. when Sora first came out, there was so much people on Twitter flaming me. And I've, I've already like clapped back <laughs> at this about a year ago, but I'm going to clap god. back again. Oh my god. So everyone <laughs> that said I was capping on Twitter, what's up? Because Zachary won a tournament with Sora on release. So right when the character came out, someone won with the character in a very talented region. Now the best region in the world, by the way. So, huh, that's crazy. And then everyone was like, oh, Charles, like... Sora's not good. It's just because people don't know the matchup. And what are we like two years later or a year and some some change later? And dang, Sora is still getting W's, beating top five players. Very, very interesting. Wow, I guess Sora is pretty fucking all good. Right. Well, we got a humble chuck real quick. He also. What, what about your Sora quick. placement? Or what about your Sephiroth placement, Charles? Oh, that's oh, crazy. That's <laughs> well, hold on. That was my worst smash take. I'll hold the L. I'll hold the L. That was my we're, worst we're match. I had him up there. Japan, I saw, I saw, I think it was like a hurt tier list or maybe Sephiroth was kind of up there. It was like top 40, top 30 or something like True. that. True. And, and if 
all, all of our takes are pretty bad anyway, right? According yeah, to the Falco player from Japan. Yeah, yeah so we don't. I mean, we can't have opinions. Basically, like we're not allowed. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's um, so funny, dude. That tweet was very funny. It was yeah, a great was tweet. I um, it's also an interesting note about players who may be looking uh to you know, figuring something out against Gluta. I guess you wouldn't want to pick up Sora to beat Gluta, right? But he also lost to Kamehameha at Battle VC earlier this year as well, so... It's a bad matchup, yeah. man. Like, yeah, Wario... Yeah. yeah. I think, like, saying that Wario struggle versus Swords is a very outdated it's, opinion yeah. in my... As of now, but I think Sora has a disjoint, which is, I think, a, a tool you kind of want, especially an anti-air disjoint. Something very good against Wario. Obviously, Wario has great air drift, so you can, like... Weave in and out, bait the anti-air, weave back in, zero to death, or do a lot of damage, right? Um, but Sora's, it's just, Nair is so active. So I think the window to whiff punish Nair specifically is very tight. So if Gluto can figure that out, I think that's going to be a big key to his victory against this character. But man, Sora can just cover himself with disjoints. And if one of them connect, it's like, oh, cool. Let me just like Omega TOD you or do a ton of damage and... Another point I wanted to bring up before we jump into port is just like the TOD meta or just like, I feel like everyone's punish game is getting so refined that it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, now everyone's punish game is crazy. So now everyone's camping a lot more because if one person gets an opening and it's like either really clean punish game or really clean advantage state, right? So the game is, to me, the game is, and this is like the natural course of, I won't say most fighting games, but at least most Smash games where first, like early meta, everyone's running at each other. Everyone's still trying to figure out neutral and stuff. But now everyone's punish game is a lot more refined. Everyone's advantage state is a lot more refined. So now people are like really camping a lot and stuff like that because they you can't really afford to just willy nilly give your opponent an opening, right? So I think that's also an, another interesting take on the current meta. Yeah, if think about it too. I mean, I, instantly uh, over the last couple months in tournaments, the way Spargo has lost sets was the Mutes combo. The one Gavin did too uh, at Terra. You remember, like they oh, the were charge. very specific. Yeah, yeah very specific, very uh, tight combos that needed to be done, and on Cloud too, obviously, which is not easy. He's a slender character, so optimization is always going to be huge, and especially since we're out of the era of getting patches consistently, or maybe even ever again. Now's the time to do it. Now's the time to show everything that your character can do. So. With that, unless you got something else, Marcus, we can dive into it. Let's. I just want to look at Port a little bit. I want to get excited for this tournament. I already am excited, mm. but I want to get excited with the team here and with all the Tweak Talkers back at home. So great to be here talking to all y'all. I love Smash, dude. I had such a good weekend watching, man. And it, a part of it was just truly like the energy of Miami was just so – it was just amazing. So, And then all the other results coming in as well. It's nice to see. I think it's great that we're in this era of Ultimate – uh, with a couple couple new people in the top five very consistently doing so well. And it's like, these are the new players to be. And it's just, it just hasn't really happened a whole lot yet. It's just, it's been great, man. It's it's really great to see all these different regions uh, compete internally. And then how is that going to look at a tournament like Port, right? Where almost, like it's like the Smash Ultimate thing. So everyone is here, right? So I don't know if we have the Port graphic ready. There we go. Uh, Chris is Ooh. so good, man. Chris is, Let's dude, go, he's, Chris. So, he's so nice with it. For our audio listeners, he pulled it up right as I said that. So, Golly. So, all right. Let me just run Woo. through it. I'll do this for the audio listeners real quick. Just the top. Top to bottom. We not can go all, to what? Not we all can... 64. We will do, two, we will do 32. Uh, 30, and I think 32. No, I think uh, we'll stop uh. once I stop. All right. Ready? <laughs> Starting at number one chat. 
Akola. Number one, Akola. Number two, Mia. Number three, Spargo. Already interesting, by the way. Number four, Gluto. Turbo interesting. Five and six is Sonics, and then Tweak. Seven, Light. Eight, Zomba. Nine, Riddles. Ten is Hurt. Japanese Ooh. snake, by the way, for those of you who don't remember. Eleven is MK Leo. Leo not seated in the top ten to not even to make a top eight is, I, you know, obviously we are where we are in the, this meta today and, and where Leo is. But, I mean, we all know he, he still got that dog in him. Well, if he has that dog in him and it shows up, he will make that top eight. But we'll see. Shootana 12. 13 to Buzz. I love that. I love that they're right next to each other. I thought that was amazing. Uh, Shutana to Buzz have always been, at least mentally to me, tied together for like the Olimar thing. Obviously less so with uh, the Buzz these days, but it's nice to see them still neck and neck there. 14 is Ken. 15 is T. 16 is Ashimo. And you look at this top 16, even a lot of Japanese flags. And I think only three American, four American flags there between Tweak, Light, and Zamba. Uh, into buzz so and that's that's six seven eight and 13 crazy um 17 is mutase 18 is meister 19 is karama who's also been doing really well recently so i'm happy to see him get some consistency mm-hmm. down here i want to see him he, i know he wants more of those top eights Sam, he almost better. had it against spargo at, i know uh, dude Miami. i know he sd'd on game three it like yeah. I don't know if it would have been a 3-0 if he didn't SD that second stock, but like, man, after that second stock SD, I was like, uh-oh, and then Spargo hit him with the reverse 3-0. Yeah. That, was, that was a crazy set, but and Karama also got a win on Leo and Winners and then went into Spargo yep. at Miami. So I think Karama has been playing on. He didn't get top oh. 8 at Miami, but I think he's been playing well. That was another thing we were talking about. Marcus, what happened to Marth? We didn't talk about that. Leo's Marth? What happened? Hey, he went Marth, bro. games 1 and 2. Look, and then bro. what happened? Hey, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> It's all good. <laughs> yeah, that's it's what I thought. Good. Okay, give me the list. I mean, again. hey, okay, what happened when we went? Not Marth. Same thing. He went PS2, though. Yeah, he did go Lucina. <laughs> Same thing. Lucina game three. Oh, my God. oh yeah, should have stayed Marth. Marth game three, right? <laughs> Marth, appreciate you, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Marth, appreciate you. Can we get the list back, Chris? Is where we're Karama at 19. So 20 is Yara. 21 is Siski. Love that. Parasamus is Simis. Simus. That happens a lot. 22 is Pocket. Shout out to Pocket. We watched the tournament. Was that this weekend, Marcus, where we watched yeah. Pocket and Ouch? That yep. was a great tournament. That was fun. Ouch. Marcus and I keep running into each other, yeah. Yeah, Ouch kind of cooked, but yeah. Yeah. It was a regional. Uh, Pocket versus Ouch was Grands. It was a good tournament, and it was, uh, yeah, Ouch took it over Pocket. So shout out to both those players. Happy to see Pocket continuing uh, the hot streak after uh, the big house. Didn't win the tournament, but still did very well. Lima, 23rd seed. 24th seed is Sky J. 25th is Yumeki. I don't even know how you see this tournament because I feel like you exactly. could Exactly. Yeah. It's just not like what? 20. Uh, 20. Where was I? Shattuck. There we go. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, 26 is Shattuck. 27th is Kaninabe. Woo! Let's go. Kaninabe no. and Light at the same tournament. Mm, I know, dude. That's so sick. Kaninabe and Yumeki are two of the players I'm most excited to see in this bracket. It's crazy because Cole is at 29. Like this, this 25 through 32. As Bro. my friend Marcus would say, it's too lit. Bro, that's uh, all top eight. <laughs> I know. Well, then, because after Kaninabe, we got Big D at 28th, Cole at 29th, W, Gacked at 30, which is crazy. Ouch at 31, Apollo Kage at 32. When's the last time Gacked was seated it, not in a single digit? You know, now he's 30th. It's it's insane because he, he's always yeah. seated pretty high in Japanese tournaments, which says a lot, obviously, about how good Bro. a player is. So Apollo Kage at 32, Aaron at 33. 
uh, Neo 34, Anathema 35, Alice 36, Andres, my guy at 37, Base Mage 38, okay. uh, you know at 39, and Luis. Now the American 40. flags are coming through. Yeah, I thought, I thought for sure you're gonna stop at Andres. Like, yep, Andres, my guy, 30, and that's where we're gonna stop. I gotta Ten say, basement rules. <laughs> I got to I, I met base uh, base mage Terra. He's just such a fan of ultimate. Like he's just so into it. And base mage is great. So I couldn't couldn't stop there. And dude, this isn't even top fifty because we also have MVD Cos- Cosmos. Tarek is forty fifth. Uh, Sand Goblin Geist rounds out the top forty eight. JDV who's goat. a great Pac Man forty ninth, and then H four Dark Wizzy Chronos, you know Armadillo at fifty fourth. Jeez. Beastly too. Beastly's been playing great recently. Yeah, he's been playing really great. Yeah. My awesome. heart would have been broken if I got hit by that night. He got hit by. I. Oh man, we. I. I didn't want to bring it up, man. I. My heart, like, bro, I was just sitting there watching. He got hit by a nine, and there was no movement on bros, and it's just. And I'm Meister, like, baby. I know. I know. Like, what, what do you even do after that? You're like cooking, and you just. All right, well, I guess I lost. Like, I, right, I don't know how back in. Like, that was Meister, really cool. He found the secret out to beating a bad matchup. Nice. W. Just get lucky. Down throw, down throw nine at zero. Just go for a grab. Sick. Was it just a do my was two hit zero to death? Probably, yeah, it's usually. Was it, was it an air? I can't remember. It was something into a nine, that's for yeah. sure. You can do nair or down throw, yeah. Pick your yeah. poison, yeah. Oh, yeah. Charles is a game of <laughs> yeah, watch. Been, now. Yeah, you've been saving plans. I've been laughing, yeah, for sure. God, I've been laughing. Just like you did with Fox, you up air, up air, up air. It's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, wow, the, the you got the muscle combo. memory down. That's that's, yeah, that's yeah, sick. Yeah. You practice sometimes your you do, Sometimes the, you got to do falling up air instead of rising up air with Fox, so it's a little tricky. And then yeah, sometimes you got to get yeah. right at like you got to know the character's roll distance to set up the lead trap with the neutral B, and like you got to aim with the game. And watch you, only your opponent hard. is rising with up air, so that's cool. You don't need yeah. to worry about <laughs> that. Do you. Uh, are when you ledge trap with Game of Watch, when you're labbing out your ledge trapping, do you tap neutral B or do you are you holder or tapper? I'm a presser. You're oh pre- okay, yeah. Like, it's more, like more mash. engaging. Yeah, that's yes, good. yes, that's yeah. Good. I'm like yeah. It's like mirror, so it's like you either mash the B or then you or you mash the A. I love listening. Sometimes Charles will jump into Discord and I'll just hear his GameCube controller. And I'm like, I'm so excited to hear him talk about playing Game of Watch. Because he Charles has been playing, he's been grinding Game of Watch, which to be honest, I really respect because you gotta know your shit on commentary. Well, it's it's one thing to play a character and then see them on commentary. Well, I also hate the character, and instead of banning characters mm-hmm. I hate, I play them and I try to understand them and I lab them and I learn about them and I study them. So that's that's how that's my mentality behind. What a concept, at, at least. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, but yeah, that is a, that is a good way to to figure it out. Um, all right, anyway, but dude, this tournament is like. The people are saying that this could be the most stacked tournament in Smash history, or at least Smash Ultimate history, or actually no, even dating back to Smash Four, because Civil War was the most stacked Smash Four tournament. And then there's, I think, if we're talking most stacked tournament in like current Smash era, like anything Brawl and past, it's like I think Civil War is up there. I think Evo 2019 oh. is up there, and then Port. So I don't know if Port's more stacked than the other two I mentioned, but it's very close to being in that category, or maybe even more stacked because the my fact that goodness, it's, yeah. this bracket is just crazy. We like the current, in my opinion, the ter- current like quote unquote top four is here, like Akola down to Gluto. Like that's it, that that I, I would say that's our current top four as of right now. Um, and even if you don't agree, like our top three in the world is clearly here. So. 
Yeah. Just it, absolutely insane, man. It, again, the one that gets me um, is Gact at 30th. Like, when when is the last time he's ever been seated that high for any event? Like, it just, and he's obviously a fantastic player and, again, plays in a really competitive region all the time. So, and he's seated very well. But that's just, and again, like, just bring a full circle here. Like, Look at that! Look at that splash of color on the flags, man! Like it's just all over the damn place. I love it so much. It's it's such a great thing about Ultimate and how the game and the community really just have this global presence. And I, th- I think we say it on the podcast literally every week at this point. Like we just have to. You got it. You got to give it up. It is what it is, right? There it is. We're locking it in. Light seventh seed, just insanity, dude. Like just just wild stuff. That's just how. Not I don't even want to say top heavy this bracket is because, dude. Everyone on the top 64 is ridiculous at the game. It was just ridiculous. We're getting first time NA competitors. Like, I I don't know if, I'm pretty sure this is the first time Kananabe is competing in North America, right? As long as well as hurt. So we are getting some, we're going to get a lot of, we're going to get a lot of first time matchups for a lot of these newer players on the come up. So that's super exciting. And Man, okay, so if we go back to the picture of the seating, if we look at the seating, this is a Watch the Throne qualifier. This has got to be the most stacked Watch the Throne qualifier that we had. I mean, maybe you could argue SmashCon, but only one player qualifies through here, and seeds one through seven are already qualified for Watch the Throne. Seed eight, that's the lowest, or that's the highest seed for a player that's not already qualified for Watch the Throne. So it's crazy. Like, we're probably going to have to play tiebreakers. I don't even know if the top eight seeds are even making it to top eight because this this event is just has so much... It's, like, just so, so much talent, right? So just getting top eight at this event is going to be really, really hard. And someone who qualifies for this event to go to Watch the Throne might get seventh, might get ninth. We, we're probably going to have to play tiebreakers out. So I'm... So excited for that, man! And we uh, yeah. we're also planning just, just a little little spoiler. Um, we are planning on doing a roundtable as well. Uh, we are you know we're talking with Port and we're planning that out. So you guys can look forward for that another roundtable to talk about the bracket and just more updates on Watch the Throne. So really really excited for this event and and it's connected. It's like connected into so many aspects of the community as well, being a Watch Throne qualifier. So there's a lot going on at this event, and it's just so sick. Can't wait. And I think you said it well too, Charles, but like the next person to qualify for Watch the Throne, there's a really good chance they don't even make top eight. <laughs> like, yeah. congratulations to our 25th placer. Uh, that's mathematically not possible, but you know what I'm saying. You know, like someone gets 13th, they might make it into Watch the Throne, which is amazing. And I don't think we spent enough time on it, but again, congrats to Sonics for making it at the last tournament. Again, a player, no surprise to anyone. Uh, second place, only behind Spargo, who's already invited to watch the throne. So I'm very happy to have Sonics there. Obviously, he's a hell of a personality and, and a hell of a competitor. So I'm very happy to see him there. And again, no surprises. So, bro, I can't wait. Can we watch Port together? I think that would be really fun. Yeah. Uh, what? You well, y'all, y'all heard them hesitate. Know. All right, I've, I've heard enough. I mean, so. maybe. I mean, bro, it's like I'm going to be at the like, event. Say less. You're going to be at the event? Like, I'm going to yeah, be. I'm I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Or, oh, wait. I don't know if I was supposed to say that. But. Uh, by the time <laughs> the episode goes out, didn't they announce the lineup? Well, it's too late. What are they going to do? Change it? It's in two days. I'm sorry. By the time the episode's going two days? live tomorrow. Yeah. Well, tomorrow. Wait, Port is this weekend? No, yeah. no. It's next weekend. It's oh, next sorry. weekend, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. bless. I was like, bro, I, what? That's too quick. My fault. <laughs> I read it wrong. My fault, OG. <laughs> Too much no, shit to no. keep track of this week, that's for sure. Uh, but we will watch, that's for sure. Me and Marcus, we'll watch at home. Yep. Bunch of bums. They, 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 <laughs> there's a, I want to go uh, to events. 
it's all good. I'm gonna be home with my wife and kid. There you go. There you go. Uh, me and uh, Phil or EE hit me up and he was like, "Do you want to enter the soccer bracket?" I was like, "What? I haven't played soccer since soccer. Soccer, yeah." No way. There's going to be a lot of EU players there, bro. You better not enter that bracket. They'll fuck you what up. Are they, what do they know about soccer? They just play football. They call it, yeah. <laughs> They're football, bro. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know we're trashing soccer. Now you need to enter it. I don't know. Well, I mean, I already, I already, I already, name that I already told you. Holy. They've hosted smash <laughs> tournaments on football fields. Football oh, field. true. 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 My you bad. do not want the smoke. That's for fucking shit. I, I do not want the Americans, smoke. Americans, N.A.? We're waving the we're waving the white flag there. Actually, just Americans. The rest of NA is probably cool. Mexico usually pretty good at soccer. Uh, yeah. But America, you got to give it up. EU, just let them have it. It's one of the things. It's a great thing. Doesn't Messi play for Florida now? Pay to well, win. Well, you go to USA to retire is basically what happens. Like <laughs> they do that in league too. The bag, baby. Oh, oh you do <laughs> that in league. Oh, I mean, I know. I don't know if any of you guys. Watch league, but NRG is NRG is doing very well. Yeah, orders or something like that. They beat G2, oh, yeah. which is like, huh? Like, huh? <laughs> anyway, all right. Any? Let's do one last around the horn here, guys. Uh, closing thoughts here, Marcus. Before we get into our, yeah, I got you. Shout outs to Wi-Fi. What? It's been me every time. It's all good. I'm prepared. Shout outs to Wi-Fi. <laughs> shout outs to Wi-Fi. Uh, you know, Wi-Fi. Huh? Yeah, shout outs to Wi-Fi. That was grand finals, bro. You ain't see it. Yep. You can watch it any oh, every other Wednesday. It would be oh. really funny if they're ranked one and two on Smash Sonics Bros. Grand oh, Finals. the Grands. I see what you're saying. Sorry. Yeah, I was not there. I see it I every other ready. Wednesday. I've seen it yeah. so many times. I was like, dang, this is crazy. It's just offline this time. Maybe Which people is, should play yeah. more Wi-Fi, just like Mia said. And Spark on Sonics. Whoa, Wi-Fi. That's crazy. Anyway. And like we said, it was a marathon at the end. And you play those long Wi-Fi sets, you're going to be ready to go. Tournaments Girl. last like 15 hours, dude. Uh, it's insane. It's a whole <laughs> That's where Mutace is lost at sea. Uh, actually, never <laughs> there. Uh, Charles, what do you got? Closing thoughts for the, this weekend. Uh, this weekend, the- of course, as we all know. Yeah, yeah. So all, I hope everyone ha- enjoyed their Halloween. Happy Halloween. And if you're playing Smash Bros, keep playing it. Keep grinding the content, especially if you're a top player. Uh, I think Smash Bros is fantastic. I've been watching a lot of players stream Smash Bros and all that stuff. I know we had a pretty long segment last week talking about Smash Bros. So keep the momentum going. Definitely want to see more players grinding that ladder, farming that content. And honestly, it's it's a great watch, man. I've been watching um, like Void and Riddles and Tweak been playing a lot of Smash Bros. I know Aaron... Um, has been streaming it as well as long as well as tweeting about it too so even just like the smack talk on twitter for smash Bros is great so i'm really enjoying that looking forward to port how about you has what are your closing thoughts i had a great weekend i set up this cabinet behind me it's got all my uh nerdy stuff in it i really like it maybe i'll post a picture on twitter i think it came out pretty cool Let's you got the orange that. light too you got the october well they're just normal lights charles but yeah it is yeah <laughs> Um, it's a little orangey. I don't know. It's backlit. It's got all my nerdy things in there. Maybe I'll do. You know, what? that'd be good Patreon content. Not as good as Gavin's medals, uh, which we did at one point. His trophies and medals on Patreon. I think that's still on there, right? Isn't it on there forever? Yeah. If you, you guys, guys are a Patreon and you guys are like just want to look at the backlog, there is an there is a Patreon content that go um, Gavin. Well, it's like me has and B and Gavin at his place and just looking through his trophy case and he's explaining every single trophy and like what tournaments. Yeah, trophies and medals and all that stuff. I just yeah. have nerdy shit I've collected over my years. So I mean, your shelf probably looks cooler. To be fair, oh, damn, are you kidding me? 
<laughs> Trashing his shelf. He's not even on the show. That <laughs> garbage ass shelf. Get your shit together. Uh, yeah. Just kidding. We missed you, Gavin. Uh, anyway, okay, cool. Great episode. That was a lot of fun, guys. Uh, thanks for hopping on. I know. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I think uh, probably the last thing is thanks for being patient with us, guys. We had a lot to work through this week. Um, we couldn't even get you know Gavin to join either. It's just way too busy for all of us. So we just wanted to go get it done because I think consistency is the most important thing about this podcast. I'm someone who listens to podcasts every week. Um, and it's a bummer when they can't make it. So we wanted to get it to you. I know it's not the same without Gavin. Trust me. We feel that too. Um, but yeah, we keep it rocking and we'll keep it going and looking forward to port and, uh, we'll be seeing you. See you.